Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Local Memo, Sochi's podcast where we focus on recent changes and updates in the multi-location marketing space in order to help you prepare for the week ahead. I'm Dustin Hayes, Director of Brand Marketing and PR at Sochi, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Damian Rawson, Sochi's Director of Market Insights. Thanks for joining us today. Now, let's jump into this week's memo. Hello. In our first item for this week, Google has updated its help documentation on reviews to tell us that a mix of positive and negative reviews for local businesses may be preferable to only having positive reviews, specifically because consumers find a mix of opinions more trustworthy. Here's the new language in the help documentation. Quote, value all reviews. Reviews are useful for potential customers when they're honest and objective. Customers find a mix of positive and negative reviews more trustworthy. You can always respond to a review to show customers that you care and provide additional context. If the review doesn't follow our posting guidelines, you can request to remove it, unquote. In other review-related news, Google's John Mueller tells us that reviews on a website that are republished from other sources are not eligible for rich snippets in search, even if they are marked up properly with schema for reviews. Mueller clarifies that reviews from Google and other sources are fine to republish, but are automatically disqualified from receiving featured snippets. And just for clarification, remember that in the case of local businesses, they are also ineligible for featured snippets when publishing first-party reviews. Andrew Hutchison, writing for Social Media Today, claims that all evidence points to Instagram working to replace its scrollable photo-centric homepage feed with a full-screen display of posted images, videos, stories, and reels with users navigating from one item to the next by swiping. In making these changes, Instagram would clearly be taking several UI cues from TikTok, Hutchison writes, to stem the departure of younger users from its platform. He sees evidence of a trend in this direction in the consolidation of Instagram's video creation tools, as well as recent statements such as this from Instagram's head of product, Adam Mosseri. We're going to be experimenting with how do we embrace video more broadly, full-screen, immersive, entertaining, mobile-first video. Mosseri claimed earlier this year that Instagram is no longer a photo-sharing app, pointing the way toward more immersive, entertaining experiences. Mark Zuckerberg has also stated that the newly formed meta will be focused on largely appealing to younger audiences. Next, for several days in the middle of November, dozens of medical categories went missing from Google profiles, meaning that even medical practitioners with established profiles were seeing category errors. Affected categories ran the gamut from surgeon to pediatrician to immunologist and many other categories. The error that accompanied these category choices read, quote, this business category isn't available in your region, unquote, leading Tim Capper to speculate that Google was attempting to roll out some new regional category restrictions and inadvertently flagged medical categories as violating those new restrictions. As of about November 22nd, this issue appears to have been fixed globally. According to a new survey from Bright Local, one-third of users are unaware that Google My Business platform is now called Google Business Profile. The survey was sent to 500 respondents who represented a mix of small business owners, multi-location businesses, agencies, and consultants. 
of these groups, small business owners were the least aware of the changes, with 42% saying that they hadn't heard about them and only 12% saying that they were familiar with the details. By comparison, representatives of multi-location businesses were more knowledgeable, with only 15% saying they were not familiar with the changes. Notably, this figure was lower for agencies and consultants at 28%. A significant majority, 66% of all respondents, when asked how they felt about these changes, said they weren't sure. But multi-location brand representatives have stronger opinions, with only just over half saying they weren't sure the lowest percentage of any group. About 25% of multi-location respondents viewed the changes as negative, and a slightly lower percentage viewed them as positive or very positive. Bright Local also observed that it took about four years of search volumes for Google My Business to overtake Google Places, the prior name for Google's location platform. Next, in our continued coverage of Facebook's new meta corporate entity writing about the metaverse in business, there's a new post on the Meta for Business site, which used to be called Facebook for Business, offering some additional hints about the role of the metaverse in the future of commerce. The post claims that the metaverse will become a reality in the next decade and that the company is, quote, approaching the shift to the metaverse with the same excitement as the pivot from desktop to mobile, unquote, believing it will represent, quote, the biggest opportunity for modern business since the creation of the Internet, unquote. Creating immersive experiences in today's two-dimensional apps is the way marketers can bridge the gap from contemporary technology to the metaverse, according to Meta. Another strategy is to focus on enhanced experiences in physical reality, such as visualizing virtual furniture in a physical, in a physical space. And finally, Meta predicts that consumer relationships built today in its social apps, including Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram, and Messenger will somehow be seamlessly translated to the metaverse once it comes into being. Mike Blumenthal has published part one of a new series about Apple Maps, describing Apple's recent improvements to its local search product as an attempt to focus on exploration and discovery. Examples of this tendency include a new Explore tab, which encourages users to discover new places in their immediate vicinity, as well as a newly redesigned place card that contains useful information about locations, along with calls to action in various forms, such as reservations for hotels and flyover views for landmarks. Apple Maps has released several new and useful features in the last couple of years, including app clips that allow brands to integrate app functionality, such as food delivery, directly into the Maps app, recommendations from professional food critics and others in Apple's Guide program, and posts from businesses, including a call to action. Blumenthal also reports that Apple has made steady progress in improving the accuracy of Maps and its usefulness as a navigation tool. That's a wrap on this week's memo. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check us out at meetsoshi.com and the Soshi blog, where you'll find more information about the topics we've covered here. You can also subscribe to the local memo on your favorite podcast service so you'll never miss an episode. I'm Dustin Hayes, along with Damian Rawlson, and we'll see you next week on the local memo.